0: Hi I'm Jalen Rose and welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast proudly presented by the New York Post. Next up we have music industry titan Kevin Liles. Kevin has been the president of Def Jam is currently the CEO of 300 Entertainment and has introduced us to artists like Megan The Stallion, Young Thug, and Gunner. Coming up I talked to Kevin about the changes in the music industry, how to stay up on what's current, and his new pivot towards Hollywood. Up next, Kevin Lowes. Let's go. Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man Podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post. A show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. Where's your phone? Where's your computer? Email someone, text someone, a friend, a coworker, a family member, and give them that goody mom. that good old fashioned soul food. This show is therapeutic And I've learned that it's therapeutic for you as well. I'm at games, I'm at the airport, I'm out and about at restaurants, at happy hour, I'm champagning and campaigning, and you know what happens? People come up to me. I love the gone in 60 seconds with Big Sean. I love the last call was said to entertainer. What about Adam Silver? I know you saw NBA All-Star Weekend. It was crazy. And so tell a friend to tell a friend, download the podcast, leave a five-star rating. And this week's theme, it won't disappoint. This week's theme is entrepreneurship is for everyone, not just me, not just you, but everyone. An entrepreneur is an innovator, a source of new ideas, goods, Services. And the great thing about being an entrepreneur is that anyone can be one. There are no restrictions on who can start a business or when you can own your own company. Guess what? You are the boss. February is Black History Month. And if anyone knows the freedom and benefits that entrepreneurship offers, it's African Americans. Yep, people that look just like me. Within two decades of the abolition of slavery, African Americans established several thousand successful businesses that thrived exclusively in African American communities, despite the threat of violence and discrimination of Jim Crow laws. Black entrepreneurs of today are continuing that legacy and increasingly leveraging crowdfunding platforms to circumvent institutional obstacles to capital-like discriminatory banking practices and using free market tools like social media. This unyielding tenacity is a must for anyone who wants to pursue entrepreneurship regardless of your race, gender, religion, or sexuality. If you're gonna run a business, there's gonna be a lot of no's, long hours, sacrifices, blood, sweat, and tears. You know how it works. When you go for the job, when you start the company, you tell yourself, I'm never gonna sleep. I'm gonna work 24 seven. I'm gonna do this for free. And you know what you do when the business starts to happen? You know when you get the job, you complain about the hours. You complain about the sacrifices. That's not what Kevin Lowes would do. You gotta continue on your pursuit. Stay disciplined, stay diligent. Here's why, because you get to set your own schedule, make your own rules, and there's no limit, like Master P, how much you can earn. What you put in is what you get out. My next guest knows all about that. Kevin Lowes has been a president of Def Jam, is currently the CEO of 300 Entertainment and has introduced us to artists like Meg Thee Stallion, Young Thug, and Gunner. Coming up, I'll talk to Kevin Lyles about starting out as an artist, being the president of Def Jam at its height, and the importance of branching out. Up next, Kevin Lyles. Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man Podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post. You know what it is, a show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. My next guest is an industry titan. Kevin Lyles is a legendary record executive and CEO of 300 Entertainment, which is the home of breakthrough artists like Young Thug, Megan Thee Stallion, and Gunna. He spent at least three decades courting one of the most influential labels in music, Def Jam. It is my honor to welcome my brother, Kevin Lyles, to the show. What up, though?
1: What up, though? What up, though? What up, though? (laughs) No doubt. Exactly. Exactly. I appreciate
0: you taking the time joining me. I know your story, but I can't wait to tell the, your story to the audience of the New York Post. So I have to ask you, what was it like for you growing up in Baltimore and how did it shape the person
1: that you are now? Jay, you know, Baltimore and, and, and Detroit, you know, got a lot of history. Um, we went through a lot of the same things. You know, um, we've been oppressed people. Uh, we've learned how to ha- grow up with rusty spoons in our mouth. Uh, whether it was music, uh, basketball, football, uh, baseball—in some some cases—we tried to find our way through through sports and entertainment. And uh, I truly have to say, uh, at a moment in time when I heard Run DMC's uh, "Sucker MC," uh, I I knew that I had to be part of that boom back. You know, what I mean, I had to I had to figure out what it was and and, and as, as a, a football player and as an artist you know um it it, it saved my life you know what i mean it because you know we're supposed to be dead on drugs or in jail mm. at 8 16 um mm. if you're coming from a city you know like like ours and I, I tell people um if it wasn't for the the angels and bumpers in my life you know aunt aunt that really wasn't my aunt and the uncle that really wasn't my uncle, and mm-hmm. the hustler that said, don't hustle. You know no, what no. I mean? If it wasn't for the coach, if it wasn't for my first grade teacher, Miss Day, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for my guidance counselor, Mr. Wilfok, if it wasn't for the communities of, of West Side and, and mm-hmm. Woodlawn and all those things, um, I, I'm, I might be the statistic in, in a negative way. And so this opportunity to sit here and even talk to you your know, two brothers uh, from uh, the same kind of background and you're mm-hmm. talking about the New York Post and I'm talking about selling my company. <laughs> 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 that's, a, that's a blessing. So I I could the journey's been long. Um, the journey's definitely been hard. And anyone who, who, who knows the, the story, you know, you we grow up with the rusted spoon in your mouth and mm-hmm. you try to make the best, you know, out of what you have. And um, that's what I did.
0: And one of my favorite big lyrics and you just alluded to it, either you sling, crack, rock, or you got a wicked jump shot because yeah. we felt that either sports or entertainment was going to be our path. Yeah. And by the way, Sucker MCs, that song is just classic, by the way. Shout out to Run DMC, the, the Legends, and shout out to the OG Russell Simmons. But yes. I have to ask you, when did you start it to figure that music was going to be your way out?
1: Um. Again, uh, I heard the record. Uh, I knew this group. That they were like the, the, the four DJs. They would call themselves the New Marks, and one of them lived around the corner for me. And so, you know, I was a, a big football player uh, in in high school, and so they were like, "Yo, you know, we should come over hang out." And they said, "Well, we want to we want to start a rap group." I heard you write poetry. (laughs) I said, said, "Who told you you that?" (laughs) And uh, we started kicking it, and we became best friends. And uh, we added, you know, uh, uh, ten turntables. We could mix, and we also, you know, had uh, the rap thing going on. And very, very early on, I had some success on the radio. And we used to do mixes for for EBB and B one hundred three back then. And then I uh, actually, you know, what made it work, somebody asked me, asked us to do a record. So, you know, we, we did a record, uh, people, you know, liked it, uh, didn't sell a lot, but locally it, it sold uh, enough for somebody to come and say, make another record. <laughs> and then <laughs> somebody to come say, make an album. And um, at that time, I was, uh, uh, I was opening for LL Cool J, come, come to Baltimore, come to Philly, Will Smith and... Um, Fresh Prince of Bel what whatever was called back, uh, Fresh Prince, uh, it for Salt and Pepper, Run DMC. So you, you got to at, at that time I was a regional star, you know, uh, in, in music, and and then I, I wrote this record <laughs> that uh, uh, I sold like a hundred thousand copies, but somebody stole it from me and sold eighteen million uh, copies. What was that? What record is that? that? That's "Girl, You Know It's True," Millie Vanilli.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> I was gonna ask you about that.
1: Yeah, yep. yep.
0: So and then they literally got discovered as lip syncing. Yeah. So, like, talk to me about that process in your life.
1: Um, you I'm a young kid. Uh I found out that somebody remade my record because I was home chilling, and this girl said, Yeah, they're playing your record. And I, I'm like, you know, talking shit. Like, yeah, of course they play my <laughs> record. They play my record all the time. She said, right. No, the video's about to come on. I'm like, I never made a video. And damn, if I didn't see Millie Vanilli doing my, my song on, on the videos. So that's, that's how I literally found out. So you can imagine, I, I think I'm 17, 18, was around then. I'm trying to figure out, but that was the moment, Jay. I told you, I didn't want to be in the music business anymore. I wanted to be in the business of music. There there's, mm-hmm. had to be something that I was missing. And I never mm-hmm. wanted somebody to have that feeling that I had. So I dedicated that. That was the second moment that triggered. Uh, the business acumen in me. So, yes, I was still an artist. And yes, I was in uh, at Morgan State on uh, Nassau's dollar stock for engineering. Yes, I was working at a marketing firm. Mm -hmm. And yes, I was hustling every day to make it all traveling around the world. But uh, it was just um, a, a a lot of different things that let me hit.
0: So who were some of the first artists as you started to master and get into the business of music were you working with at that time?
1: Um, I would say, listen, I, I run DMC, LL Cool J, Apache, Naughty by Nature, mm. um, uh, MC Light, uh, Ella. I mean, go down the list of, you know, because uh, when I started figuring out the business of music, I was interning. And mm. I remember uh, I went to my man, God rest his soul, Wes Johnson, and he was a senior vice president of marketing promotions for Def Jam. And he was from Baltimore. And so I said, I said, West, yo, you should give me a, a job. You know, everybody know me. He said, Kevin, you're the you, you, your biggest thing in the region. Of course, everybody know you, but you don't do this. And I said, What do you mean? Said, I do do this. Mm-hmm. I said, I, 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 and yeah. so, uh, long story short, he said you should intern. I said, I'm making money already. Intern? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. But I don't need your money. I, I'll do whatever. And they put a uh, a guy named Kevin Mitchell, who was from Boston, into the Mid Atlantic region, but he didn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, um, I, the reason I got the job, I tell you, and, and God rest his soul. To, uh, not God soul. God bless him. I'm, uh, Frank Ski. Kevin mm-hmm. called me one day. I'm at work. <clears throat> he said, "Kev, I'm trying." They tell me I got to see Frank Ski, and you know he don't really see people. Um, do you know him? I said, "Yes, yeah, my man." I said, "Well, can you get me up and see him?" So I called Frank. I said, "Yo, my man needs to see you." You know, I'm interning for the company. Figure it out. He said, "Ken, why he say that?" <laughs> so he got he got to see him, and then the, the rest is history. Because Kevin got moved up, we were doing so great in the Mid Atlantic. I took over the Mid Atlantic uh, regional job, and then moved up from there.
0: As a Detroiter, I always got a chance to live my vision of rap music through a East Coast lens, because that's the birth and the home of hip hop. Yep. and so as I now recall your story it reminds me that you were standing there the entire time i'm watching things like beat street Mm -hmm. crush groove and i'm going to run dmc raising hell tour and nitro tour so talk about like the early formation of like working with historic artists like run dmc some of your favorite memories of being around ll cool j these giants of what we call rap music
1: but the, the great thing about it, uh, a lot of them I opened up for as an artist, so they knew me as an artist, and then when I when I so the familiarity was there when they said, oh yo, you was that you that kid from New Marks. you know, yeah, mm-hmm. calf, blah blah blah. So the familiarity was there, and I, I can only tell you, um, I I was like you, even though I was there, I was living through the uh, a lens of a little kid that's so excited. Uh, mm-hmm. To be around, you know, we we all kind of like Todd and LL, LL and, yeah. and Joey, and all of us are like the same age. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like we we actually came up together. Literally. You know what I mean? So I'm 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 the regional uh, artist and I'm growing up with them. And mm-hmm. the funny thing, Jalen, uh, uh, about our hip hop culture is that we, uh, especially when you come from where we come from, you know. We don't want to just be part of it. We want to excel at it, and we mm-hmm. have that thing in us that, um, especially, you know, as, as, as an athlete, I know you can re- relate to this. Um, I, I leave it on on, on the court and the field every day. It doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't matter what it is. And I, I didn't uh, I didn't grow up wanting to be in, in the music business like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I had a different kind of mindset. I, I used to go to shows and. I would wonder, damn! I spent ten dollars to get in here, and it's eight thousand people here. Mm. And the promoters paying the artists. How many glow sticks, T-shirt? Mm. I, I could It was all. It, it all became business to me. Mm. So even right. those early days that I was a fan, uh, I guess that was the, the, the electrical engineering. Me, you know, I, I was still mm-hmm. dissecting uh, things to come up with my own theory. Uh, but but I was blessed to, you know, you when you probably was looking from Detroit. I was probably on stage, stage right, sound no <laughs> booth somewhere no doubt. You know, rocking out because these, again, these have become great, uh, great, great friends to me, you know?
0: As an icon in the game and as one of its greatest entrepreneurs, what is it like for you to now see corporate America embrace hip hop because they know it's the pulse of the world versus a period of time where you needed to convince people about the viability
1: of rap music. Well, you, you, you speak about a, a three or four true, truths in there. And the reality of it is, I know you remember they used to say, you know, we're going to put your music on for one hour every Friday night. Mm. Then they went from saying, we're going to play more music and less rap. Mm. Then they go from saying, we're the station of hip hop and r and then they go to say, we're not going to put your segment of the awards on the on TV. Now the whole world is pushing pee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, now the whole world, you know, we have the number one music in the world for like the third, going on the third year through a mm-hmm. pandemic, through it. But, but it's because it's the truth. And we don't, we, it, it, we're not really um, just talk about music. We tell stories, yo, we tell an epic blockbuster stories about through our lens uh, around the world, so that touches certain people, and you got to mm-hmm. realize the guy that was going to college that that, that uh heard walk this way with Run D M C and fell in love with those things. They now had kids, and all that mm-hmm. kid been hearing his whole life mm-hmm. is hearing hip hop. You know, right. I mean? so this is why you have a Rolling Loud now, right? You know, this is why you know you have rap artists at Coachella. Now, mm-hmm. this is why you have Meg The Stallion, whether it's mm-hmm. Coach or whether it's uh, um, Popeye's, or your own sauce, mm-hmm. you know, no matter, this is why <laughs> you have, you know, Young Thug being able to start his, his clothing line or, or gunner being at the fashion show. You know, this is, mm-hmm. it's because it's culture. This ain't just music, yo. It's culture. Mm-hmm.
0: And Karras, one, always defined that he made sure that this is rap music, but we consume and our life embodies hip hop, mm-hmm. DJing, graffiti, um, how we dress, how we speak. And so for you, um, as you now see artists, before I used to call it the oven generation. When you <laughs> took the time to develop an artist, it percolated, then you put the artist out. Now I call it the microwave generation. All you need is a phone or a computer and you can put out a song. Mm -hmm. And so for you, how do you see the difference in the quality of artists and the quality of music? Not that that's shifted.
1: Uh, You you know, a lot of people ask that, man, but you you know, I'm I'm three decades. And if you, if you think about there were artists that we wasn't sure about even back in the day, that had a one hit wreck, one hit wonder. Joski love. Mm, (laughs) P.D. Herman. (laughs) <laughs> so, so, so back, you you can't can't say about the one hit. they' they're gonna be those mm-hmm. but now what you what you have is uh there's no gateway. you know so everybody's a rapper. everybody's mm-hmm. a singer. everybody mm-hmm. can do it. so it's not that the, the quality has gone down. it's just so no much of right The gateway has exploded that you can hear it. but one thing about about me and this goes across any kind of music because there's culture in country. There's culture in, in rock. There's culture mm-hmm. in, in pop to me, there, and there's mm-hmm. culture in hip hop. You know, I, I'm searching for that man. I don't, I don't, I don't have artists. I have human beings. I have mm. sons and daughters that are gonna be, have to come out in this society and raise and participate and make this a better world. Mm-hmm. I have in, in, employees. I have human beings, and so everything has the reason I'm able to de- decipher what well, well, that might be a song or this art. I really only sign cultural things. I really work. My, see, I'm a curator. So, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not, try, I'm not trying Correct. to be everything every to everybody. Correct. I, I, I have a point of view. Correct. Period. Mm-hmm. And anything I do in any company I, I have will have a point of view.
0: And I got to tell you something about that point of view. <laughs> the Hollywood Reporter and a couple of other outlets reported that uh, you allegedly sold your company for um, $300 million. No, nah, it was four hundred million. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't mean to be all in your pockets and things, but uh, it's, it's all good. Listen, I I, I can only tell you, um, Jalen. Every move we started the company eight years ago, and it was at the the, the downturn of the industry. Still, still going down. We were going from a uh, how can I say um, a platform change. You know, whether it was the MP3 to, uh, you know, the, the streaming from the CD, whatever, and to a consumption change. So people were still on a computer, but they just wanted to stream now. And when we had Fetty Wap come with Trap Queen, uh, he blew the internet a- a- up like, uh, I mean, it was, it was, I couldn't, you know, he had Trap Queen's a diamond record. It's our first diamond mm. record, you know, for, mm. for those that's 10 million. Uh, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm still on uh, for us, and he had a multi platinum album, and everything started to shift from there. So, you go from Trap Queen to Migos to Young Thug to Meg to T Grizzly and Ba, 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 on and Gun, and, you know, now Building YSL. So, I, I just say uh, my job um, is to stay uh, ahead of um, where the business is, uh, but always go back to is it telling a true story? Is it cultural? And somebody said, well, Kev, you put out different kind of records. Uh, guys, I put out records that I feel, not that I just listen to. I got to feel the records I put out. That, mm-hmm. I, I have a soul, and, and, and I always say there's a soul in music. And mm-hmm. that, that really, that's my immortal, the compass of how I sign things.
0: And by the way, the artists that you work with and the ones you just mentioned are really moving and shaping our culture. And you guys are doing an amazing job of telling those stories via their voices. For you, what is it like now? And again, you're talking about three decades in the game. Mm -hmm. Like, I saw you be the president in the early 2000s of Def Jam. Mm -hmm. What is it like for you to reinvent yourself? Please acknowledge for the audience, some of the artists you worked with then, and then say the artist again that
1: you now work with that's their favorite <laughs> artist. Uh, well, How I, have you been able to reinvent yourself? I, 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 I'll tell you, you know, we the, the first phase, Run DMC, Public Enemy, LL Cool J, Redman, Method Man, EPMD, Slick Rick, uh, Montel Jordan, Bye mm. Bye. go down the list of those. Those are Foxy Brown. Um, and then the next phase was uh, Jay-Z, Kanye, mm. DMX, Ludacris, um uh ja rule uh ashanti um Mm -hmm. the whole rockefeller warren g Mm -hmm. you know domino Mm -hmm. going on the list of of that Mm -hmm. that whole phase and and that lifetime and then uh i guess you know my time at at warner you know you go for you know the ti and Mm -hmm. you talk about uh uh, Bruno, Ed Sheeran, and all the guys there. Mm-hmm. And then the next phase, uh, where I'm mm-hmm. at now, you talk about you know Gunner, Meg Thee Stallion. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, uh, you know, I signed my baby girl, Mary J. Blige. There uh, we go. There we go. Uh, She's she crushing it on well, power. Yeah, she and she she crushing on power. She's performing halftime with the Super Bowl with Dre. She's mm-hmm. on the cover of mm-hmm. Elle magazine. You know, you know, and, and look at Megan. Megan. Megan said, you know. I'm gonna do me and I'm gonna get my degree. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna I'm do me and I'm gonna be a, a businesswoman. Young thugs say, I'm gonna be an entrepreneur and we're gonna build a, new, a, a front-facing label called YSL. You know, young mm-hmm. star like, oh, and the first artist um, I'm signing is Gunner. And guess what? He's had a, num- a number one album or he had another number one album just in January to kick mm-hmm. off 2022. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you look at these things, so, and, and I wanna just correct, uh, when people say reinvent yourself, um, I, I don't, I don't really reinvent, you know, the, the only thing has been different about me is when we met, I was 320 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> that's, when, when that's, a that's a reinvention. That's a reinvention. That's a reinvention. Okay. So listen, I guess, I guess I, 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 I say it to say, I just tell my truth. Uh, I I, I didn't come into this business, uh, it wasn't about making money to me, I wanted to serve artists and serve the culture. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I live by three things, man, there's good, bad, right, wrong, I treat people how I want to be treated. And when you live a life of service, which I was always taught by Russell, when you live a life of service, God rewards you in all different kinds of ways. I I could have been a big artist. Mm -hmm. But I would have been the big artist for being a big artist. But what God God said, let me take something from you to only give you something greater because I want to make sure that you can handle it. Just Mm -hmm. think if I was just Kevin the artist, I might not be here now. But now, three decades later, so thousands and thousands of employees been able to make uh, uh, hundreds of millionaires uh, out of employees and Mm -hmm. and artists and still able to do what I did. So as long as I can be of service to the culture, I'm going to be here.
0: You're a leader, my brother. And you remind me of something that I always remind myself when I get confused. I just try to lead with love. That, that's what I try to do. And you're doing something also that's really incredible. And it just got announced also a few days ago that you're launching 300 studios, <laughs> a film and content studio, currently with over 20 projects in production. Like that's, that's real meaningful investment. Please describe what's happening with that.
1: Well, I, I think, uh, you know, we've been telling stories uh, since the show back in the day. You know, we, mm-hmm. nutty, nutty, nutty Professor, How to Be a mm-hmm. Player, uh, Red Man, Man and Method Man, How High. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's just, I, you know, I, I, I was at Def Jam at that particular time. And I've always kept the storytelling around. And, you know, so I tell a lot of stories through audio. But I wanted to get back into the space, so um, I, I wanted to tell one of the stories that I think if I didn't push for it to be told, it wouldn't be told. And that's the journey of Bubba Wallace uh, uh, through NASCAR. You know, the only current African American mm-hmm. Cup driver. And I didn't know that the George Floyd thing was going to happen. I didn't know that Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of this, you know, mm-hmm. down the tail. I didn't know all of this. But we <laughs> we're filming the guy because I wanted to tell a story. He, he's the only one, says Wendell Scott. Uh, and I wanted to tell a story. We didn't know that Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin would come and be, be, be his racing uh, team. I, I couldn't make Crazy. it up. You couldn't, you couldn't make it up. So so that the story of his journey, uh, of, of, of him being the only one there, I, I wanted to tell. And so we have, we made the announcement. You know, I don't talk about it until I'm about it. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. we made the announcement. Uh, I wanted to do it for Black History Month because... That comes on Netflix uh, on February 22nd. Shout out to my partners, you know, Boardwalk and, and Eric and everybody to help me with it.
0: Before I let you get out of here, and I do appreciate your time and your patience and your leadership and service, yeah. not only to the artists, but to entrepreneurs, to, to young brothers who look up and aspire to be like you. You've always been a beacon. You've always been well-spoken. You've always been disciplined. I admire you and I appreciate you. I'm going to also write a column about this interview that's going to be in the New York Post too. But before I let you get out of here, Kevin Lyles, I must invite you to my Gone in 60 segment, presented by Tri-State Cadillac Dealers. You ready to do this? Let's get it. All right. You heading home to Baltimore. What's the first restaurant you hitting up? Mo Seafood name one artist we might not know yet but they got next snot which rapper past or present do you think has
1: the best a and skills wow uh i think one of the greatest and uh talent uh is young thug and asap rocky great call and asap rocky he should be doing some acting too i know you're gonna make that
0: happen <laughs> name a filmmaker who has to work
1: with 300 studios in the future. It's mandatory. Oh, wow. That's a I I, I would love to do something with Denzel. i love to do something just because I, I think and Antoine Fuqua did something with before. Spike, I've done a lot of that. I mean, here, here's the thing. You got to realize uh, all of Brett Ratner, all of uh, <laughs> Chris Robinson, all, mm. all of them guys made out early videos. Mm. So now you got these guys <laughs> that are, uh, you know, so... I know that's not sixty seconds, but I want to pay homage to no doubt. guys who visualized mm-hmm. uh, what. Um, it's just it's been a blessing, man. So yeah, I, I would say definitely D, but um, there's a lot of young talent coming up, and I push. I'm, I'm about to announce uh, announce something. I announce it with you first. I'm going to. Yes. Uh, I want people to to reimagine uh, um, when you know Mary says in the record, "Good morning, gorgeous," and I think we need to tell ourselves that. You hear you know, all the names and you know this that and bitch this and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You know how about we wake up and tell our daughters good morning, gorgeous? How about we? Love. How about we tell tell, tell our, our sister good morning, gorgeous? How about we tell our wife good morning, gorgeous? And say something different. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have that reimagined by creators. I'm gonna do a big 300 Studios contest around it, and you're, you're hearing about it before it's even out. <laughs> That's love. You guys heard it here first. Kevin
0: Lyles, Mary J. Blige encouraging us to not only value our sisters, but also speak it into existence as much as possible. It's extremely important work you're doing, my brother. All love, many blessings. Looking forward to catching up with you soon. You got it, brother. continues assessment. Thanks a lot.
1: Last call! Last call! Last call. I would
0: like to thank my brother Kevin Liles for stopping by the podcast. And I love, love, love that he's taking 300 entertainment and expanding it to 300 studios. He's taking a brand that he's built for himself and removing the limits. And as I think about things like Black History Month heroes and people like Kevin who are branching off into their own territories of business, it makes me think Of where can I expand? And honestly, we should all be thinking about that. How can we take the things we know best, the things we do best, and apply them in other industries? When you're a teacher, a doctor, a computer scientist, or a baker, there are always other people in other fields, you ready for this? Who want to know what you know. And want the services that you provide to be integrated into what they do. Let's finish off February by thinking bigger than where we currently are. Oversized shoes. I'm the Renaissance Man.
1: See you next week.